0: is the party life adding to you or taking away from you real life starts now
1: welcome to
2: real life with evangelists Ann and kathleen lay where people with
1: real problems find answers in a real god
0: welcome to real life i'm your host kathleen light and joining me is my husband evangelist Don Lay.
1: later in the show you'll hear from monica satcher who lived a life of parties and drugs and realized she was missing out on what was really important in her life.
0: I think when we're younger and we start hanging out with our friends, well, I can speak for myself, that became my life. Like Mm. family was just non-existent for some time. I went out partying, I never was home. And to be honest with you, it didn't lead me to anything good. I always felt empty. And then I would see what the family was doing and I was like, oh, you guys did that? Yeah, you weren't around. And it was really kind of weird that I continued to party despite that feeling.
1: Yeah, I think that that can be for many people that parties is the excitement and it's almost the meaning of life for some, you Mm -hmm. know? Because it's so fun, the excitement, the anticipation, but really, is it adding to us or is it taking away from us? Mm-hmm. It says in Luke fifteen thirteen. it says, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. This is talking about the two sons and it's a parable that Jesus was talking about. And it talks about this son who was like, you know what? I'm sick of the family stuff. I'm going to go do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And he took his inheritance early and he basically lived in wild living. Prodigal means spending money or resources freely and recklessly, wasteful, extravagant. So he's living this extravagant party lifestyle, probably buying everyone drinks, all that stuff. Right. But then he ends up into this point where he's so poor, destitute, Mm -hmm. and he was so empty. Yeah. And that's when he came back to God. Yeah. And I think that that's important for all of us to realize that God is the one that's going to fill us up, not Mm -hmm. those parties.
0: And that's what I found out. No guy, no relationship, no partying ever filled me or fulfilled me. And we're going to hear from Monica right here after the break.
2: Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless.
0: Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Leigh.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Joining us is Monica Satcher, and she's going to share with us how she grew up in a religious home, but never really knew who the Lord was. Her mm. dad died when she was in her teenage years, and she ended up getting into drugs and considered herself a stoner. She didn't really know she needed anything other than what she had until her life changed. Let's welcome to the show, Monica. Thanks for being with us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yes. So tell me a little bit about your upbringing. I know you went to church and how things were for you as a family.
2: I enjoyed church as a child because it was fun. My mother went and I went with her. My father would come when they had food, but he never really attended on a regular basis. I had fun but i never had like a personal relationship mm-hmm. with jesus i just went to church and that was about it right when my dad died of cancer when i was 15 i just kind of was hurting inside As a teenager, it was very traumatic. Even though I knew it was coming, he had lung cancer, it doesn't make it easier. I would have nightmares of him changing a light bulb and his clothes falling off because he was so skinny from being sick. And it would just torment me, you know, just Mm. having to see your dad be that sick and die someone who's so strong and takes care of you. And I was so weak, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of selfish. I was a teenager and I was just busy doing my own thing. And I kind of regretted not spending more time with him. But after he died, I just kind of hung around the wrong crowd, I guess, because they were doing drugs and smoking pot. And I was always like, You can't be around me with that. And then sooner or later, I was like, yeah, I'll try it. And then after, you know, just a few months, I was a full-blown stoner. You know, I had the nice glass bong, a four-foot bong. And, of course, they say pot's a gateway drug. And I really believe it is because, in my experience, it went from that to someone saying, you know, hey, try this wine. And I did cocaine. And I always said I would never snort anything up my nose. But I also said I'd never smoke pot. It was actually this guy I met, I was dating, he introduced me to all the drugs I did. And so I started snorting cocaine, you know, I did meth, but I really became a coke head and I was doing coke all the time. I was living with an older guy who was providing it, you know, completely like doing my own thing and it just went downhill. I was just so hurting inside, trying to stay numb. Didn't want to deal with the anger that I had from my dad dying and feeling like I couldn't process it. My mom was so stressed out. When I was 15. She was like, if you want anything, you're going to have to get a job and pay for it. So I was like, on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I lived with my mom and she loved me and she's a good mom. That was her coping. That was how she coped, you know? And even though I had a home and was loved, I really felt I was on my own. And I just turned to drugs. I didn't realize I turned to drugs and how quickly it spiraled down
0: but it did. Mm. And so here you were on drugs to cope with your pain and heartache. And so many people go through hard times in life and they think, oh, I'll never do this or I'll never do that until they find themselves in a very hard situation. And if they don't have anything else to hold on to, they turn to these things that they thought they never get involved with. And you ended up thinking that you were pretty much doing okay, like your life was okay. You didn't think that you were in a horrible place other than the fact that you were still mourning the loss of your dad. When did it occur to you that you were really having troubles in your life? Well, my sister was on meth and she had three kids.
2: And my mom called and said that her boss said she didn't come to work. She was sleeping for the last three days and no one was watching the kids. And she said, we need to go get them. And I said, okay. So I just went and started taking care of my sisters three kids. I take care of them during the day, put them to bed. i leave and go party all night, come home, go to bed at four, wake up at six, get them ready for school <laughs> and oh. then sleep, make dinner, put them to bed and go party again Not even realizing like how stupid that was. You know, you look at other people. I'm not that bad off because, you know, everybody who struggles with something, they know. I always knew I'm not going to be like that forever, but it was always later. Yeah, Mm -hmm. later I'll do better. Later I'll stop, you
0: know. Right. Like I can get off of this whenever I feel like it. I'm not really addicted like that person, or at least I'm not on that track.
1: Yeah, I'm better than that person.
0: That's
2: exactly it. I'm not as bad. Right. Their teeth are missing and they're keeping on benches. You know, like you compare yourself thinking that it's okay, but really it's not. I lost my job. I didn't have any friends except this, you know, old guy. (laughs) And the friends I did have were just around the party and you didn't see them again. And I felt empty. I was promiscuous. And you know, I meet girls now who had worked as prostitutes and they teased me, you know, that I was stupid because I did it for free. Wow. <laughs> but that's just where I was. And I always thought, yeah, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to go back to church. I'm going to, you know. And then my mom invited me to this church camp thing. And I think I felt obligated to go. And it wasn't until I went there. That's when I realized how bad it was. And I didn't think I was that bad.
0: Right. And at that church, you actually had an encounter that changed your life. Tell me about that.
2: I did, and a funny story about that. I'm laying in the bed, and one of the church ladies comes in, and she's getting something, and I'm still sleeping. You know, this is me, stoner, cokehead, whatever, in the middle of all these church people. I look back, I'm like, why did I go? You know, it's so funny. But the sun was shining through the curtains, and it, like, made me angry, and I yelled the F word. And they, like, looked at me like, okay, oh, wow. but that's where I was. And they were kind of weird to me. But I liked being there, you know, Mm -hmm. like I didn't understand what was happening, but I liked it. I knew I liked it. Really, I knew I needed it. But I realized like I had to just choose, hey, do I want this or not? And when I made the choice that I didn't care about me trying to do something and I just said, I'm going to try Jesus. They were all around me praying, and I felt this feeling in my stomach. It was like a pulling almost. I mean, I had never naturally felt this feeling, and it was like my body was heavy, and then I screamed to the top of my lungs like, Jesus, and then... I felt light, I felt clean, you know, I felt different, like something was taken off of me, you know, like all uh, the weight I was carrying from dealing with stuff and hiding from my grief, like hiding from my anger and not facing it. It was like not hard anymore, even though it was still there. And then when I would think about my dad dying and such, obviously it was emotional. I missed him. But when I would think about it, it wasn't the pain with it anymore. And that was new for me. Mm.
0: Wow. And you know, after that, you got set free from drug addiction and you got that healing in your soul. And I think that's the key. Actually, I know it's the key is Jesus. I mean, we go through life with these heartaches and pains and we wear the weight and the Bible says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And if we come to him, he can heal our souls. And now you're doing ministry, and you feel the peace and the love of God. And that is just so amazing, Monica. If there's one word you could say to someone right now, what would you say to them if they're struggling? You know, I tried it on my own so many
2: times and it wouldn't work. And I always wondered why. And I would even cry out to God, you know, like, can you help me? And I felt like he wouldn't answer. But it wasn't a matter of getting good enough and men going to church or good enough and men asking him. It was when I didn't care about all that and I truly surrendered. Like, let him see it all. Let him Amen. mess with it. Yes change it, clean it, whatever he wanted to do. It was a matter of not caring about holding on to anything, Mm -hmm. just giving my heart to him and God completely rocked me. And I wasn't perfect right away. But every time the church doors were open, I went, I went high. I went blowing my nose from starting cocaine, you know, but they loved me anyway. And it was literally maybe two months. And it was like, I'm not even interested in the drugs. Like I hadn't even thought about it. Didn't even want it. I wanted to be there.
0: Amen. And Mm.
2: the pain didn't have to be numb because it wasn't there.
0: Right. Well, we're going to pray for those right now who are suffering and have pain in their hearts and need Jesus as their Savior. Thank you so much, Monica, for being with us.
1: Thank you. You know, it's so easy to feel so burdened and so stressed when we look at our past and the things that have happened in our lives. It can cause us to reach out to the wrong things. But did you know that Jesus will actually take that burden and He can actually lighten it for you? You can feel light right now and just say, Jesus, we call out to you. We ask you, Lord God, to come into our lives, Lord Jesus, and to take the load of the past. Mm -hmm. Jesus, we receive you. We believe in you. I know there's someone praying with me right now for this and saying, Jesus, we just welcome you, Lord. We put this weight upon your shoulders and we take upon your yoke Mm -hmm. and your burden. In Jesus' mighty name.
0: Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.